What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's on the radio. There must be some mistake. You're black? Annoying Negro since What's going on, all you scallywags out there? It's time for the world's most hated and most racist online show in America. Racist online show in America. The Resetter Radio Rundown with yours truly, Mr. Resetter Radio. Clap it up, damn it. I am back and popping. Hold on. Wait a minute. Stop the damn presses, folks. Don't go anywhere. The new Twitter files are out. Tucker Carlson is reading them now. I don't want to read them from him. So forgive me. Hello, Carl. I don't want to read them from him, folks. Let's go through it ourselves. Would you, If you mind indulging me because they just came out. I don't know if anybody else has been reading them. But um, let me get to, sorry, uh, I've got to get to home. Let me see. Let's go to Barry... Weiss, let's go to her Twitter feed, and here it is, part two. Let's start reading, folks. Um, Just bear with me. Number one, okay. A new Twitter files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics, all in secret, without informing users. Twitter once had a mission to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nonetheless were erected. Take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J. Bachataraksha. 
I'm not pronouncing that, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends backlist, which prevented his tweets from trending. Or consider popular right-wing talk show host Dan Bongino, who at one point was slapped with a search back, uh, blacklist. Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to do not amplify. Twitter denied that it does such things. In 2018, Twitter's uh, Vijay Gadi, the head of the legal policy and trust uh, of Twitter, and Kenyon Beckpur, head of product, said, we do not shadow ban. They added, we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. What many people call shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call visibility filtering, or VF. Multiple high-level sources confirm its meaning. Think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, one senior Twitter employee told us. The VF refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. If used VF to block, no, it used VF to block searches of individual servers, to limit the scope of a particular tweet discoverability, to block select users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page from inclusion in hashtag searches, all without the user's knowledge. We control visibility quite a bit, they said. And we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do. One Twitter engineer told us, two additional Twitter employees confirmed. The group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the strategic response team, the global escalation team. It got handed off to 200 cases a day. But there existed a level beyond official ticketing. Beyond the rank-and-file moderators, following the company policy on paper, and that's the site integrity policy, the polyescalation support known as SIPPES. The secret group included head of legal, policy, and trust. That's Vijaye Gadi. The global head of trust and safety, Yoel Roth. Subsequent CEO, Jack Dorsey, and Parag Agrawal and others. This is where the biggest, most political sensitive decisions got made. Think high follower account, controversial, another Twitter employee told us. For these, there would be no ticket or anything. One of the accounts that rose to the level of security was Libs of TikTok, an account that was on the trends blacklist. And was designed as a do-not-take-action on user without consulting with SIPPES. That's what we got so far. So, hello, Apple. Hello, Diane. Mama D, as we call her. That's right, White Mike. Jack Dorsey knew everything. I'm having trouble hearing your audio. Is it taller or all the way up? Can you please turn your closed caption on? Well, it actually is. If it's not, I will double-check it. Just to make sure for you, Mama D. 
because I thought my ass was loud enough. <laughs> but it's quite possible that it's not. Uh, let me go to my my corner. No, we look like we're all the way up. It might be because I'm talking away from the microphone. That might be it. But anyway, yeah, he lied to everybody. He lied to everyone. So this shadow banning, again, all of this is a whole part of it. Yeah, Rama, drip, 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 drip. All of this was everything that Project Veritas was revealing in these secret, um, uh, 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 what's it, these, uh, these secret recordings of Twitter executives that were telling us that they were doing it, and they ignored Project Veritas. And Project Veritas was on this for years. You can go back to Project Veritas and just go on, um, go on their um, uh, on their YouTube page and just type in uh, tw- Twitter, and you'll see all of the all of the uh, 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 exposés that they've done on catching these executives and, and, and people out there. I'm not sure why caption isn't popping up. Anyway, oh, when you turn your head, your voice goes a lot quieter. Oh, it's because I'm away from the microphone. That might be it. My apologies. Um, so anyway, that's also because I'm reading. So this whole Twitter thing, they control what people see. They control you. That's why if you're on there now, that's all over. But now we need to find out who was giving them the instructions to do it. And some of the biggest name in conservative media, Charlie Kirk, Dan Bongino, these people were clearly, libs of TikTok, one of the most uh, uh, retweeted uh, uh, Twitter handles in America right now. Twitter was doing everything to suppress libs of TikTok, and it still never stopped its popularity because... People found out about it through word of mouth. And then the press went after libs of TikTok, the Washington Post in particular, where the reporter went to libs of TikTok's home and harassed her family, where they even took pictures of the reporter at the home trying to get people to give up information about the individual behind libs of TikTok, who's been remained anonymous ever since. So this is a huge story. It's it's huge. Forget about what the uh, mainstream media is going to say about this because I can predict what they're going to say about it, CNN and MSNBC and anybody else for that matter. What they're going to say about it is it's good for, t- for, for Twitter. They saw these people as dangerous and they had to suppress them. What they did was the right thing. They saw these people as dangerous. They could have gotten people killed. Especially this doctor. No one should listen to Charlie Kirk. Nobody should listen to Dan Bongino. These people have to be silenced. And Twitter made the right move. So, all right, we'll get to that. If anything else comes out of it, of course, we'll talk about it here. But let's go into something else, folks. Um, can we just for a minute, uh, does Musk have the power to shut down Twitter forever? Yes, he does, if he wishes to. He has the power to actually open it up. 
which would be any, probably even more amazing. Um, but yeah, he could probably do that forever. And it would, it, that's what people want, though. So he's going to do the opposite of that. All right. First, I want to say something. I want to make it abundantly clear. So before anybody comes here, because I know that there are a bunch of libs, especially the black viewers who don't like me, and thank you for, for showing up when you do. I love my blacks, as Donald Trump would say. <laughs> I am glad that Brittany Griner is home. Congratulations, sweetheart. They are going, they, they, they were going to make you break rocks in a penal colony, and you probably wouldn't have made it there. Especially as a lesbian black woman at six, seven, it was going to be hell to pay for you. So, with that, I'm glad that you're coming home. You're going to be home with your beautiful wife. And now you can sing that song, I'll be home for Christmas. That's what you'll be singing. But you won't be singing that alone, sweetheart. Nope. I'm sorry. Somebody else is going to be singing, I'll be home for Christmas too. And that person's name is Victor Boot. Victor Boot. Who's been referred to as the Lord of War. Or the... Merchant of death. The DEA, they've got another word for him. They call him the most dangerous man living today. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now 43, Boot from the Soviet Republic of Tajikistan is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans. What makes him a threat to the United States? He is a shadow facilitator. He's arming not only designated terrorist groups, uh, insurgent groups, but he's also arming very powerful drug trafficking cartels uh, around the globe. Yep. And we traded a WNBA basketball player for him. Congratulations, America. Hey, you know, <laughs> I look at this and I say, right now, <laughs> if you thought you were upset about Bo Bergdahl, Knock it off. <laughs> Hello, Jamie. Thank you for joining the show. It's the first time we're seeing you here, but I know you listen to me over at WTIC, so it's, we're, we're, it's a pleasure to have you here, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, Brandon just traded guns for drugs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, look, I, look I, I don't care that Brittany Grinder's on the way home, and I'm asking this question to everybody. I asked it to Todd Feinberg today. 
Um, uh, I, I asked it to Jay King today, and everybody is poo-pooing it. How do you miss this? Hear me out for a second. Um, Rama just said, he says, I guess that Marine did, uh, that they, that's locked up, Paul Wayland. That's his name. He said that Marine that's been locked up didn't, tick, didn't check enough boxes. He didn't. Folks, what you witnessed today is this. Okay? Get this. Everybody get this through your thick skull. You just watched what happens when geopolitics get woke. We have a Marine and a 60-something-year-old school teacher. By the way, the 60-something-year-old school teacher... In Russia, for the same reason Brittany Griner was there, he bought medical marijuana for a back pain that he had to take, had a prescription for in his name, and was arrested on the same charges. He served the public good as a teacher. He's now locked up. Brittany Griner got pulled out first. This guy was there before her. He's never been brought. The American people have never referred to his charges as trumped up. Right? Wrongfully charged. Neither has the Marine, Paul Whelan. Brittany Griner, within two weeks of her arrest, the United States said she was wrongly imprisoned. Wrongfully imprisoned. Within two weeks. And Rama is right. This had everything to do with woke politics. Now, what do you think this means to gay, lesbian, LGBTQ+, elemental peace traveling across the globe? Keep your ass home. And I'm not kidding. Think about what a despot. Think about what a dictator. North Korea. Venezuela. Russia. Think about what person who is a villainous criminal element will do once they get a hand on some random gay, lesbian, transgender, non-binary person overseas. They can get the most notorious criminal out of jail because that's what happened. And when you ask people about it, it's like, wow, do you think Brittany Griner got out before the Marine and the, and, and the 67-year-old teacher because she's gay, lesbian, and black? And people go, nah, that can't be it. Unfortunately, it's true. You can't deny it. Tell me otherwise. Prove to me why a Marine who served this country, who got trumped up on spy charges, or a 60-something-year-old school teacher who was there before Brittany Griner, who's now in the gulag or in a penal colony breaking rocks, who clearly probably won't survive it, why he didn't get to go or the Marine didn't get to go before Brittany Griner. Tell me that it had nothing to do with the fact that she, hit, she ticked off this intersectionality box. Now again, so for anybody who's coming here late, I'm glad she's coming home. No American should be left abroad. However, you do have to look at the level to which a despot, a dictator, will use this against the United States. Remember, they are watching our television media. 
they hear guys like me and everybody else screaming and hollering about how this country is becoming more woke and how it's to the detriment of this country. While everybody else is screaming back at us, you don't know what you're talking about. We need to be more diverse, inclusionary, and I mean inclusionary and uh, have more equity. And Russia's sitting back and going, oh, they're really, really, they're really hopped up on this, this DEI stuff. They're really caught up in this woke ideology. So that's more important than anything. Having a gay military, making sure more women are on the battlefield. Oh, making sure that there are more gay and transgender people in their military. Well, they're really focusing on that. I wonder if they're really paying attention to actually getting a combat ready military out on the shores they know we're not they know that guys like mark kelly not mark kelly whatever his name is general kelly i know it's general kelly is out there talking about i want to understand white range i want to understand black uh a uh, 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 black disenfranchisement no dude i need you to get our military ready to kill some son of a bitches I don't need you involved in social stuff. Remember, those people are supposed to be soldiers. Can we get them combat ready? So in the event that one of these morons try to come over here on the shores of Philadelphia, for crying out loud, because you know that's where they're coming in, but when they get there... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate on Philadelphia a lot. Damn it. So at least we have some people who are ready to go. Apple says, Turn my, turns my tummy to think about this. Didn't this he-man denounce the U.S. just before the U.S. saved her? Yes, that's another factor about this. this. Is why so many people are upset about this, Apple. The reason why a lot of people are upset about this is because this was a woman who would not come in. Now, by the way, there's a bigger story here. Apple, you're going to love this. Sit back. Sit back. Put your feet up. Smoke a cigar. You're going to love this part of the story. You're going to love it. Brittany Griner's favorite holiday, according to her wife, who spoke to Gail King on CBS Morning News. Brittany Griner's favorite holiday is the 4th of July. Do you want to know why the 4th of July is her favorite holiday? Because her father did not one but two tours in Vietnam. This was out of the mouth of her wife. Brittany Griner said, her wife on CBS This Morning with Gail King said that Brittany Griner's favorite holiday is the 4th of July. The reason why 4th of July is her favorite holiday is because her father served this country. Yet that woman stayed in the locker room and refused to come out for the singing of the national anthem. What? Now either I'm being played. Or they think I'm stupid. Yeah. I actually have to listen to that nonsense. When I heard that today. I heard that this morning. I listened to that interview. I, I swear to God. I, I I don't I I I almost pissed my pants. 
Yeah, Dwight is lying. Duh. Yeah, but her father did serve two tours. That's not a lie. Her father did serve two tours. That's driving me up the wall. But yeah, just so I'm clear. I'm glad she's home. Yay. Soon as she gets home and she's debriefed, she can get back on the court and she can play for her two to three. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three fans who will watch her play in Phoenix. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, anyway. All right, folks. Going to ask a real simple question. I bet he's mortified his son disrespected the country. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay. Amy says, plus Biden administration needed something big to distract from the Twitter files. No. Actually, Amy, let me answer that. Do you know why Biden did it after the midterms? Because no political fallout. He's got nothing to lose. Um... That's all. That's that's all that is. It turns my tummy to think about this. Yeah. Um, listen to what I'm about to play to you, folks. I am certain, but somebody's going to have to look this up for me because I, if I look it up, I got people. You know, I don't. I don't want anybody. <laughs> I don't want any, my my search history. I don't want anybody messing around with that. Okay. After what happened to Cheryl Atkinson and her husband, I don't want anybody effing with my computer. Okay. But I believe in my heart of hearts, I could just go off just what I think, right? My common sense radar tells me that you do not give dildos and butt plugs to 14-year-old boys and girls. Am I right or am I right? Again, I don't know whether or not this is true. I don't know whether or not this is illegal but my common sense radar says that as a school administrator, it is probably criminal to give 14-year-old boys and girls in my school dildos and butt plugs. Please, somebody let me know. While you're looking it up, watch this. I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. Well, they're just like passing around dildos butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this butt plug work? How do we do like, how does this work? That's a really like cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. 
they were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. Nice. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them, they're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While well, I'm sitting there. Then we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. And That's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that. Well, at least they got cookies and brownies. Okay, not everything was illegal getting handed out there. The kids, the kids got snacks. Yeah, like the plugs and the dildos. No big complaints. No. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. And was there... Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. And so much... Wiggle room. So much freedom. So much money. I mean, to do bit. stuff. Trustees are okay with that, too? Oh, yeah. They don't know. They would, it's like, we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They would be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Like yeah. old with the kids that, with the classroom? 14, 18. They're like, how do you, how does this book work? How do right. we do, like, how does this work? Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a really like cool part of my job is, I don't have to worry about stuff like that. So again, Mr. Bruno here doesn't have to worry about anything. Hands out butt plugs and dildos to the children. Yeah, the book he, she was holding said the Gay BC book. Yes, that is a book called The Gay BCs. Yes, that's right. They're promoting it. Mike, you're right. Gays don't reproduce, they recruit. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought you had to go to bed. I knew. I'm sorry, Apple. I knew you had to go to bed. I, I knew you'd stay after I played that. Yes, it's disturbing, okay? And I know that you and your husband, whom I love, members of my, you know, I consider you my family, you better take your ass down to that class now and again and find out what those people are teaching your kids, okay? All right? All right, because you know that if anybody does anything to my Abby, I will break a freaking neck, Okay? Yeah. Oh, no. John Beckman asked the greatest question ever. Is the dean still a dean? Well, you hold on, my friend. Because for starters, the dean has been confronted by Project Veritas immediately after this video aired. Here is that exchange. Joe Bruno. Yes. Hi there. Um, James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. Hell no to the no, no, no. You're on camera here talking about giving anal sex toys and butt plugs to little children. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. Sir, why are you running? Why are you running away? Why are you running? Sir. Anal butt plugs and toys? Excuse me? Bruno, just uh, excuse me. Um, this, this guy, this teacher is 
talking about giving sex toys to your children. This is the space where we're dismissing children. Right. Can you actually evacuate the patio? Right, but he was giving sex toys to the children. I, saying, I have children here. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Please evacuate. We're leaving. Um, but he was he was talking about giving sex toys to children. They don't care. <laughs> I just saw it. I just, Julie, I just saw it. <laughs> this is, yeah, now I've heard of this. I'll, I'll finish playing this in a second, but Julie in Boston just sent me a text. She said, I texted you a, a picture of sex toy bingo. This is something, and it's incredible. Sex toy bingo is actually by the, Planned Parenthood. Did you know Planned Parenthood is a part of that? This thing that they're putting in, in colleges and schools, it's, it's all funded by them. Anyway, here's the rest of that. We understand re reporters asking someone a question. We are leaving, you bet. As you can see, he ran into the building as quickly as possible. Are we allowed to stand on the sidewalk, sir? Sidewalk, I can't do that. Thank you, we're gonna stand on the sidewalk right here. Um, are, do you know a Joseph Bruno? Bruno. Bueller. Bueller. Yes, you're filming me. We're filming you too. Joe Bruno, your dean of students, talking about giving sex toys to children. Okay. Yeah, so they confronted Bruno. He ran back into the, in, into the building. Mike, don't steal my thunder. <laughs> Project Veritas did get a statement from the school. And again, reading it should make your blood boil. Now, I get James O'Keefe can get the laugh at this, but if I'm a parent, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going down there. I'm, I'm cracking skulls. <laughs> That's, what was the homeboy's name from Ferris Bueller? <laughs> um, Judd Nelson's character said, John Bender, I'm cracking skulls. <laughs> But I couldn't believe this. Remember when we talked about Eric Davis, the mayor, the mayor of New York, and how when that guy got caught, Eric Baugh, I mean, Christopher Baugh got caught undercover talking about the, the, the first responders not having their jobs, right? How they immediately went after Project Veritas, calling them criminals, and deceptively edited, then they released video number two, and all of a sudden it was, oh, we gotta we gotta fire Christopher Baugh. Oh, now it wasn't so deceptively edited. Well, trust me, that's going to happen here. Listen to the response of the principal of the prestigious school where old Dean Bruno attends. All right, emergency press conference, Project Veritas. We have a statement hot off the press. From Dan Frank, principal of the Francis W. Parker School in Highland Park, Chicago. This is in reaction to the latest bombshell report. Talk the press. Let's see what it says. Will they fire the dean? Will they condemn what he said? No, this is they're taking an interesting approach here. Listen to this. Last week at the National Association of Independent Schools People of Color Conference, one of our employees was targeted by the group and misled to believe he was conversing with another conference attendee over a coffee. He was filmed without his knowledge or permission while describing one example of our inclusive, affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. This group, Project Veritas, has now edited the video with malicious intent. That's interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
and launched it publicly tonight. Please know this video contains descriptive language. If you choose to view it, we ask you not to share it because it will add to its viral power. Wait a minute. So they're warning that the that the video has descriptive content. So they're saying that we edited it with malicious intent. Literally his words. There, there are no edits. It's just him talking about dildos and butt plugs and spit and awful things about with 14-year-old girls getting this information. This is, I don't know what, there's no edit. What are they talking about edit? Are they saying he didn't say these things? Then sue me. Sue me. Mm-hmm. By the way, we never lost a defamation lawsuit. That's because we don't edit anything improperly. Earlier this week, the same group Veritas attempted to ambush our employee at the school and was escorted off campus without incident. Well, we have that video coming tomorrow. Your characterization is maliciously edited, by the way, compared to what we actually have on video. It's always interesting how that works. Well, we have no reason to believe there is a threat to the physical security. I work with the alderman's office and police that's implemented higher security measures. I want, these are underage children being given anal sex toys. Anyway, um, we're sickened by the group's tactics. The invasion happened. We'll be meeting with middle and upper school students tomorrow to support and guidance. Here's the statement. You'll see it on our Twitter page. Stay tuned for tomorrow. Yeah, so they've got no problem with this, folks. Not a problem whatsoever. Until the parents get outraged, and they will, when they find out that their 14-year-old daughters and their 14-year-old sons were given butt plugs and dildos to play with at school. Watch what happens. Come on, show the picture of Dan Frank I sent you. He looks like a pervert demon. I'm not going to... I don't... No, I'm not posting it. I'm, I'm trying to... This makes me mad. I'm really going to bed now. Man... Apple, I'm sorry. This is stuff that you need to know. That's why this show exists. Because you're not going to see this anywhere else. It's the Reese on the Radio Rundown, baby. Informative, entertaining, friendly. Okay, last thing before we get out of here, because i got to make it a short day. I'm tired and I've had a whole day, folks. Do you remember the scene in Star Wars, A New Hope? In the beginning, you see Princess Leia putting a drive into the R2, D2. And she says, she says, uh, get this too. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. And when he opens it, when he gets to Tatooine, he realizes that the message is Princess Leia saying, please help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Well, I'd like to send, I'd like to send that message to one man. I'll be Princess Leia, I don't care. But I'd like to send that message to one man. And that one man is Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Help us, Jim Jordan. You are our only hope. Now, why am I saying this, folks? Because what I'm about to play to you, it, what I'm about to play for you, 
you probably know nothing about what Jim Jordan's talking about. It doesn't matter. But I'll give you some of the parameters. It's not, you don't have to know anything about the case. You don't have to know anything about the person he's questioning. The only thing you have to know is, is that the person who is on the dais that Jim Jordan is talking to is the Democrats' star witness at this testimony. This is Democrats bringing friendlies to this congressional hearing. And Jim Jordan, the ranking member of this committee, the judiciary, is questioning their star witness. And it is Jim Jordan's job to test the credibility of the Democrat star witness. What you are about to witness, let's just say it makes me very happy in my naughty places to watch. If you like politics and if you like courtroom drama, you're going to love this. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jordan, you're our only hope. Mr. Mr. Shank, did, uh, did Gail Wright really tell you that? Yes. Justice Alito said he didn't tell her. She said she didn't tell him. But you're sure she told you? Absolutely. Now, you wrote a book a couple of years ago. Is that right? 20, 2018, you wrote, yes. wrote a book? Yes. Uh, I want to read a section from that book. Uh, it's a section where you relate uh, you and your family were attended oral arguments at the, at the court. You were there in the courtroom, and that directly involved your brother, Paul, um, also a reverend. Uh, and I, wanted, I just want to read this, this section. You said, with the single rap of the gavel, Chief Justice William Rehnquist announced, we'll hear argument first this morning in number 95-1065, Reverend Paul Shank, and Dwight Saunders versus Pro-Choice Network of Western New York. Paul and I winked at each other knowing we had made history with that reverend in his name. It had been a minor victory when we persuaded the court that reverend should remain before Paul's name, even though we had been told repeatedly that legal briefs never included such titles. You thought it was important that, obviously based on what he said, you thought it was important that the title uh, reverend be in front of Paul's name, is that right? Correct. And why was that? Because we saw it as a religious liberty matter and that that would make it clear that it fit in that category. Did Chief Justice Rehnquist really say that the way I just read it from your book? Uh, I can't say that I remember. That well, you're pretty darn literally. specific here. You got the number, case number 95-1065. Very next word says Reverend Paul Shank. You made it a big deal. Um, thought it's the first time it's ever happened. I'm just asking, did it really happen? I wish I could tell. I would have to go back and, and review that. Four years ago, buddy. It may not have? Possibly not. Why do you say possibly not? You were emphatic in your book. I would have. But I never thought that was going to be questioned, not a Jim Jordan. I have to go back. And, well, we did go back. We did go back. And I got the transcript <clears throat> right here. Proceedings, 10.05 a.m., Chief Justice Rehnquist. We'll hear argument first this morning in number 95-1065. 
Paul Shank and Dwight Saunders versus Pro-Choice Network of Western New York. Did you hear it? I did. Was there a word missing? Uh, title, Reverend. Yeah, wasn't in there. In your book, you said it was a big deal, so much so that you winked at your brother. Did you wink at your brother? Yes. What'd you wink for if it wasn't in the title? Well, it was our case. But, you, but that's not, you said you winked because they included Reverend in the title and the transcript says Mr. Rehnquist didn't. Perhaps not. Perhaps? Court reporter get it wrong? Did he say it? The court reporter get it wrong? Well then. Well, we got the audio too. I'm going to play that. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming, did you? I wanted to hear. Reverend, did you hear that? I did. Was there a word missing that's different from what you put in your book? A title, yes. What was that title? Reverend. Reverend was not there. Right? Did you wink at your brother? I think I did. In fact, I think I actually oh, wow. hooked him. So now you got more details. You got the key detail wrong, what you were writing about in your book, but now you remember an additional detail. You not only winked, you, not, you, you elbowed your brother. I think Even I though the reason for the wink in your writing was the fact that Reverend was using the title, something that had never been done, but it wasn't used. But we're supposed to believe you today. We're supposed to take your word over Justice Alito's word. We're supposed to take your word over a lady who gave you dollars, donated to your cause, Miss Gail Wright. You're disparaging her name, Justice Alito's name, and the court. And you, you have this, which obviously didn't happen. We got the transcript, we got the audio, but you made it a big deal in your book. One thing I've learned, people who mislead folks on small things mislead them on big things. And you know what? You can, you can lie in a book, that's not a crime. You can lie to the New York Times, that's not a crime. But when you come in front of Congress and you say things that are not true, you're not allowed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. And we have seen it. You're not supposed to do that. I Jim Jordan is angry, and you see it, and I love it. I love it. His disdain for this guy is palpable, and I love it. Jim Jordan, in a couple of short weeks, is going to be the chairman of the judiciary, and he is going to be in charge of some of the most amazing, amazing cases. Ladies and gentlemen, he is going to be there. And folks, whatever you do, don't miss him. I really do. I truly, from my bottom of my heart, I hope that this guy gets results. Because if he does, he'll be more than a hero. He may be the savior of the Republican Party. That man right there, folks. If you haven't been watching him, him, I might even go a little bit of Rand Paul, but I love him. I love Trey Gowdy, but he's gone. But this man right here, oh, oh. Him and Clay Higgins. Let's give it up for Clay Higgins. That's my man. I vote for Clay Higgins for president, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, folks, I got to get out of here. That's our show for tonight. As I always say, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. Remember to keep JC in your hearts and in your mind. Sean Patrick, we love you and we miss you. Remember that panic is not planned, so plan your work and work your plan. Me, I'm Reese on the radio. You have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, 
on WTIC.com, Reach on the Radio. I'll be there. Will you be there, too? Maybe. I hope you will. Please come on by. Remember, I love you. Be good to each other. Holler. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.